Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Zyko, uh, which sounds like I might Zyko, be making a Zyko. no, no car, car insurance reference, maybe, but uh, or Zyko. Zyko, like Psycho, Psycho Killer for Norman October. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should have done it like that. Yeah. Damn it! Come on, Jack. You got the no going hanging. back now. I am Jack, as you mentioned. You are Miles. I am. Uh, hello, sir. All right, here's Thank here's you, some things that are trending on this Thursday, October seventh afternoon. Minneapolis police were caught on their body cams just openly uh, talking about hunting protesters during the George yeah. Floyd protests. Some direct quotes are talking about how it's a nice change of tempo for officers to be actively hunting people uh, instead of just chasing them around. Another officer replied, "Fuck these people." Minneapolis cops were ordered to shoot non-lethal rounds on, quote, the first fuckers we see because, mm. you know, they're just not used to that that pushback. They're like, yeah. uh... What, and that, that shit came out because they fired on a group of people in, in an unmarked car, and one of the people they were shooting at who had a permit to have a gun clapped back. Right. And they were like, what the fuck was you shooting at the car? And they're like, well, you—they are not announcing themselves, as, are identifying themselves as law enforcement, and they're shooting out of an unmarked car. Like, what the fuck they think this is in the heat of, uh, you know, a in a moment where the country was talking about white supremacist violence and shit like that. And yeah, but that guy uh, was recently acquitted. Um, yeah, those charges because yeah, what the fuck? These people are just these people. These fucking cops are just gooning out like it's yeah. There's no laws. There, there's a video of the person out on their deck. Oh, get and, inside. Yeah, get inside. And then up. they just shot them. Light them up. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're like, Jesus what? Christ. I'm on my property. Like, right. The, I'm not outside. But yeah. There is a, uh, a story about 18 ex-NBA players who were charged in a $4 million healthcare fraud scheme. These are people who are, you know, Milt Palacio was, I think, the first name on the list uh, that I saw journeyman player one of the nicest dudes i've ever met and you know they got tony allen the six-time all defensive team selection won a championship with the celtics in 08 so they're basically being accused of defrauding the nba healthcare system by like submitting fake claims and I am on their side. Fuck the federal government and especially the FBI and whoever's bringing these charges. Leave Milt alone. 3.9. Um, I mean, come on. Look at fucking South Dakota. What you bother 3. with some shit over there? 3.9 spread across 18 players. Yeah. Fuck you guys, man. That's that's not even a quarter million per person. Yeah. But, you know, they, they love to get a big splashy name and uh, attack people of color and meanwhile billionaires are just sheltering all their money in south yeah i was gonna say really cool thing to just throw into the mix when we're looking at unprecedented like leaks in the form of the pandora papers and like putting a more of a a focus on these tax havens that we even have within our own united states yeah yeah anyways i hope i hope these guys get good lawyers and uh get away with it you know um, I'm sure but, they've learned their lesson from the from yeah, the but we know how this we know how this but, legal system works. Oh yeah, that's no, the FBI once they once they got you in their sights, they're on your ass. 
Uh, a group of militant anti-vaccine activists protested children walking to school in Beverly Hills uh, earlier this week. It was National Walk to School Day. I don't know how the fuck we missed that one, Miles. But they basically took this as an opportunity to like yell at the kids because they were yeah. like walking with their parents. Uh, they were like, this is a target-rich environment. Let's go shout at some fucking kids. One notorious anti-vaxxer screamed, they're trying to rape our children with this poison, mm -hmm. uh, which is a cool thing for children to hear, I'm sure. That is uh, courtesy of uh, Shiva Bagheri, who is the founder of the protest group uh, Beverly Hills Freedom Rally, recently caught on camera punching a cancer survivor while protesting a ma mask mandate at a cancer clinic. And mm, Real yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> so... They confronted the parents and children from Hawthorne Elementary School uh, as they took part in National Walk to School Day. Also in attendance was Beverly Hills Mayor Robert Wunderlich, uh, who proposed that the representatives from the protest group meet him later in the day and let the children walk to school in peace. And they were like, fuck that. Fuck that. We're going to scream in these kids' faces, man. Think of the children, right? As I scream at them. Yeah. Like, you don't give a fuck. That's yeah. why it's so whatever. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about spooky things. And we're back. And there's a hashtag going around, hashtag scariest things when I was a kid. So this is an opportunity, Miles. What what, what were you scared of as a kid? Why did I have to go first? I might not be scared by anything. So I had a couple, I had a recurring nightmare where I was in the car with my parents and the car took off with me in it. Uh, and they were like out of it. Like, cause I think that there was some part of my brain that was like, Maybe it's not a good idea that they leave me in the car while they like run into the store or something. Oh, I, like, I that. like that. Like they're like, yeah. okay, we'll be right back. And the car just goes and the car just takes off. Yeah. And starts driving around. So that was one recurring nightmare I had. I had a recurring nightmare where I did drugs or was forced <laughs> to do drugs. I, re I remember that somebody in one of my dreams came up to me and like cut my thumb with a razor blade and like poured cocaine on the cut. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh no and i like started to die immediately oh um, i got blow thumb yeah yeah wow because, uh, all right because well, of the you were uh, brave enough to share those and show us <laughs> how much of an upstanding child on it that just like it truly warms my heart to know that your fear was someone getting drugs on you and then yeah. you die nancy oh, reagan man. did it did it to me and my dad always say yo don't listen to her or her husband they're wilding. Um, for me, it was pools that the light was off. Like, if, okay. like uh, I remember my grandparents had a pool, and mm. like I hated night swimming. And if the pool, if the light was not on, that shit, fuck, hell no, I'm not getting eaten by Jaws in that fucking thing. If I can't see if I can't see in it. Uh, that, that REM song one. is like the the Jaws theme to you. It's like mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. you hear that, da -da -da, exactly. that piano chord, you're like, oh. Uh. Night swimming, fuck you. No, 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 not now. Uh, and then just like the dark was really like my big thing as a kid. Mm. If she got too dark, like I would immediately just be like in a fight or flight, like kind of thing, like, <laughs> like what's yeah. going on? Uh, shout out to my uncles and grandfather who would really get a kick out of turning the lights off and making <laughs> me terrified. 
Um, but now I love the darkness. I embrace the darkness. You know, I realize I was actually born in the darkness. I was um, born in you the know? darkness. And then others just merely play around in it. <laughs> I also had this thing, and I'm curious. I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on a podcast, but there was this like blonde haired guy with black like tri triangles around his eyes almost like a raccoon that like i just had in my mind that was like sort of this like demon figure that i would always like picture outside my window or like around the corner or something mm -hmm. um just very like almost like the blonde guy from die hard if uh he was a raccoon but uh i don't i don't know if that was i don't know where it came from maybe it was like something in a cartoon or something but um anybody else had either that or like a, a very specific like scary person that their mind created uh, i'd be curious to hear about that i mean it sounds like jack you were just so aware of like global oppression that you were seeing two all-seeing eyes on this body that represented the the aryans and yeah. you were like oh my god this oh, global no. system of white supremacy yeah yeah abounds those yeah. triangle eyes i'm like are you talking about the all-seeing eye yeah illuminati yeah um, i don't know all right uh chappelle is trending his latest special came out and has become sort of a culture war thing so that's just controversial culture war in that conservatives are now flocking to dave chappelle yes. and suddenly you're like oh my god yes he's our guy but you know I've, i'm not familiar with much of his other material uh as it relates <laughs> to race so in this very narrow context we're pro chappelle but yeah he just had a whole chunk of just just f absurd, regressive, uh, tr transphobic jokes. Um, you know, saying some shit like, you know, I, like uh, I was I was dragged on Twitter for for especially by trans people. He's like, but I don't give a fuck because Twitter's not a real place. And right. he's like, they called me a turf or whatever. I said they called J.K. Rowling a turf, and he's like, and I don't. And he's like, and that's it. That's it. You know, that's the thing that trans people do is just to make up words to win arguments. And you're like, Jesus, what are you fucking saying right now? Fool? Uh, yeah. And just goes on and be like, gender's a fact. And he's like, his whole shit just like smacked of guy who has, he clearly has not moved past 2006, maybe. Yeah. And has, sees no reason to reexamine any of his beliefs as it relates to this, because like, for as much as he talks about, you know, he can be so right about a lot of other things or his comedy can be so poignant about when it comes to as it relates to other things. But for the last few specials, he's chosen to, like, keep going back to this well. And it's really dumb. It's violent. It's or like, you know, a lot of people are like for all this shit that you talk about for liberation of black people, like, are you just erasing black trans people completely from your ideology or what you think liberation looks like? Yeah. And you know, uh, quickly the Joe Rogan set of comedy fans are like, nah, dude, this dude's a fucking goat, dude. Like, that's just yeah. cool. Like, uh, this is edgy, man. Like, he's just saying something that, like, is true. What, you can't handle it? Well, uh, and, you know, what's funny is, like, what people do is, like, if you're a racist or you're a homophobe, you'll get into these things where you're, you look at the, the reckoning that occurs with being so out there with your, your just offensive beliefs like when there's a response to it they use that as like see it's just proving the point it's just proving right. the point it's actually right. proving the point that you are in fact racist or homophobic and you're just willing to you just want to rationalize it in a different way to make it so that you are a fixed point who 
doesn't need to change and others are just sort of uh, acting bizarre unfair towards you yeah yeah and this does come after he started fucking kicking it with joe rogan and like being part of that set um yeah i mean they you know the defending louis ck he's he's had a He's had a he's had many had uh, run, off yeah. ramp points for fans along the way here, and it's and it's wild because I really liked his early material, but like to just see someone that I would think was so intelligent just be like, oh my, like dude, our fucking values do not align at all. Like this is fucked up, and <laughs> it's just yeah. So a lot of people are you know voicing their displeasure with it, um, while many others are trying to you know, act as if uh, transphobia like isn't a, like a terrible thing and actually has violent outcomes for real people in the world. He's also doing like a thing that I've seen ruin narcissists' careers where they start focusing only on criticisms mm-hmm. they get. Um, and like that's all they talk about and it sends them down this spiral where they're like just talking about shit that like people don't really want to hear them talk about. Right, um, because I think they're just so they are obsessed with defending their themselves, right. but yeah. they're like, "Oh no, you're, this this defense is actually you're bringing in the backhoe and you're digging yeah. the ditch even deeper for yourself yeah. uh, with every stupid thing." And you know, uh, producer Brian and I were talking before too. Like he doesn't his stand up is just so different now too. Like it went from like a what a traditional sort of stand up thing. Not that there are rules to it, but like in these last few specials, it just seemed like this old guy holding court. Yeah. And like, these are my observations. And some people like it. Other people definitely don't. I've I've also enjoyed some of the tweets from other comedians. Like Curtis Cook tweeted, my greatest Hollywood aspiration is to get so successful that my friends become my employees and stop feeling comfortable telling me to shut the fuck up so my work suffers. But the (laughs) audience has already invested too much in me to walk away. So they call me brilliant instead of sad. And right. Joel Kim Booster tweeted, once you're rich, you shouldn't be allowed to do stand-up anymore unless you get a terminal illness or burned in a fire, and even then it's questionable. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and, and for people who just want to be like, it's just edgy comedy. No, yeah. it, it, that's, it's such a disingenuous defense to it because you're completely disconnecting the fact that jokes like this are just normalizing certain, you know, discriminatory behavior or phobias that only leads to shit spiraling out of control in real life so yeah you're like oh it's just a joke like relax if you think that's funny then there's then there i have a fundamental issue with what you think is funny and it's not just a joke and it actually says a lot about who you are as a person rather than like what can you handle as a joke yeah and it's wild you know you'll learn a lot based on the kinds of quote-unquote jokes you see people defend yeah because shit i put some people to bed being like trying to act like dumb fucking racist jokes about black people can slide right. like no that's fucking nonsense it's violent and the fact that you just are going to rely on it's just a joke like relax like, people can say what they want well that's right. different because from your position you probably aren't in a position to experience the oppression or violence that comes along with being in a certain group and so you know people have to i don't know that's just <laughs> part of growing up is like you start realizing no nah, actually it's shit is fucking not not funny. Yeah. As you, as I heard you say, not everyone makes it, you know, not everyone's gonna. Yeah. You don't make... take everybody with you on this yeah. path to growth. Like that's yeah. people you admire on TV and media and your friend groups alike. I mean, shit, I'm going through that right now. I think many people are, especially as it relates to the pandemic and 
the uprisings last summer. A lot of people, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I don't have time for this because that's that you're you are you are a person who is actually invested in something I'm trying to push back against. Well, fortunately, I think Twitter has all this solved. Uh, they <laughs> have announced another feature uh, that nobody asked for that yeah. isn't moderating hate speech. But uh, so we all remember fleets. No one asked for it. They died. And they've announced another feature that I don't I don't think anyone was asking for on the app. Uh, it's mm-hmm. basically a vibe check on a thread. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you ever wonder? On. You're yeah. like, oh, look at this. There's a lot of action. Maybe I'll put my take in here. And essentially, they're saying, this is from their description, quote, ever want to know the vibe of a conversation before you join in? Uh, We're testing prompts on Android and iOS that give you a heads up if the combo you're about to enter could get heated or intense. This is a work in progress as we learn how to better support healthy conversation. So this is like an example where as if like you were about to tweet some dumb shit like uh, gender is a fact or some nonsense. Right. Uh, Such a great example of... um tech and social media knowing that they have a responsibility and doing like the bare minimum and convincing themselves that they are doing something i'll help them with prompts rather than taking away a cesspit for them to gather around so a heads up will come up quote heads up conversation like this can be intense this is a under a tweet said let's look out for each other and then it'll have three bullet points to keep in mind before you have to like tap through to like actually tweet something says one Remember the human. Communicating with respect makes Twitter better. Two, yeah. facts matter. Checking the facts help everyone. I mean, <laughs> that one is so fucking oh, really amazing cool. that they're just going to solve disinformation by being like, facts matter. Checking the facts help everyone. Yeah, right. That's like uh, that's like some like like a kindergarten teacher who's like I will solve the Middle East pro- plant like problem. Send me to Israel and I'll go. Come on, every come on now. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Like that. Come on, guys. That's, I, nice. Honestly, that may be more effective. But anyway, uh, they're saying the facts matter. And then third, diverse perspectives have value. Discovering new perspectives can strengthen your own. I mean, I mean that's clearly for someone who's ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, like, because if I'm looking at this and it's some racist shit, I'm not gonna go, "Oh shit, yeah." This this diverse perspective on someone praying for my downfall is actually that can strengthen my own perspective. Yeah, put it out there. What if this is what white supremacists and Nazis needed? They were like, "Oh shit, wait a second, (laughs) y'all, remember the human." Right. But maybe let's not do this instead of doing something that would actually be effective. You right, exactly. Like you know, getting fucking Nazis off the platform. Yeah. Um, but hey, one 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 dumb idea at a time, I guess, for Jack Dorsey. And <laughs> yeah, there aren't many details about like what this thing is going to do aside from this like very vague example. Because like a lot of people are like, well, what happens if shit's getting ratioed? Like, will it right. know if you're going into like a positively ratioed tweet? A negatively ratioed tweet? How will it... Like, what what is it using to determine how to alert someone? So, Hmm. yeah. All right. Well, those are the things that are trending right now. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be Mm -hmm. kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.